You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist podcast, episode number 139. Are you focusing on the wrong things? Hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back. I'm so glad to have you here. I want you to know I spend a lot of my time thinking about y'all out there in the world and um, and worrying a little bit for y'all, I think, in a motherly type way. I don't know why. Um, and, and part of that, I think, is because, you know, I have people reach out to me that are, you know, maybe not doing so well. Um, and I just, I have so much, like, love for all of you that I... I think that it just comes from like, we, we are all fixers. We are all healers. We don't like to see other people having a hard time, even though that is part of our human condition, right? Like we want to see each other succeed. And so I want to see you out there kicking ass. And so whenever you're feeling like you're not, that's whenever I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I, I feel for you. I've been there. And so I hope that this podcast finds you well, but if it doesn't just know that like, I, I have got your back. <laughs> Just think of that, okay? Like, I know that you are such a badass and you are going to make it through and figure this thing out, whatever that is in your life right now, okay? I, I know without a doubt that you are going to figure this shit out, okay? So just so you know, if you're not doing great, that's okay. That's part of the human condition, right? But also, I'll, you know, I'll let you fall on that, that belief I have in you if you need to, okay? I, I want you to know that there is someone out there that believes in you fully. And I, I don't just say that to, to like, you know, be like positive or something like that. Like I, I think about you guys so much and I know that you guys are just out there kicking ass. And if you're not um, feeling that right now, just trust me. I know you are and I know you're going to figure this out. So, Anyway, that is my spiel. <laughs> that is my that is my me sending my love out there to the to the universe for you. Um, that is me sending my belief out there into the world for you and and my knowing. Um, and so I hope that it finds you if if things aren't going well for you. Um, today I want to talk about um, kind of this concept of what we are focusing on. <laughs> okay. And, um, and this question, like, are you focusing on the wrong things whenever it comes to either managing your mind or feeling better or dealing with burnout or, you know, processing your stress, you know, all the things we talk about, um, on our podcast here and all the things that affect us in our life as OBGYNs, um, in the realm of stress and burnout and overwhelm and all the bad shit we deal with, right? And so what I mean by this is is like whenever I talk to people that are looking to feel better or they are looking for my advice on things, I often find that they are focusing on the wrong things, okay? And that's not because they know, like they aren't doing that on purpose, right? Like, and I didn't know what to focus on either before, you know, I got into all, all the coaching stuff, right? And so I, you know, it's not that we, we choose to focus on the wrong things. We, you know, that's not our fault. We just do, we don't realize it. Okay. And, you know, when I see this, you know, people reach out to me or they come to one of my live trainings and they ask questions. And what I so often see 
in those questions is that maybe the focus just isn't on the right thing. And so I thought, you know what, if, if that is happening with some of my, some of the questions I get, like I noticed like, well, yeah, we need to shift our focus. And if that's like a general trend, then maybe I need to tell you all about it because maybe, maybe we all need to shift our focus slightly. Right. And so, you know, the people that come to my live trainings or they send me emails or they ask me questions, they want to enjoy work again. They want to feel better again. They don't want to feel so burnt out all the time. They want to be excited about this job like they used to be, you know, have that, um, you know, enthusiasm or that fulfillment. They want to feel like it's not a, a, such a struggle um, to just go to work and do our job and then come home and enjoy our family. Um, and so I get to hear so many of y'all's stories and, and deeply touching stories and some very terrible stories. And, and I get to hear the struggles and the obstacles of so many OBGYNs out there. And so I, I get to know a lot of people and what they're thinking and what they're focusing on. And so when it comes to, you know, coaching hundreds and hundreds of people or interacting with so many people, probably thousands of people at this point, um, you know, patterns start to emerge. And one of the patterns that I often see is one where someone will come to me and they're having a rough time and they're like up to here with the BS at work and they feel overwhelmed at home too. But the other part of this pattern of what they're, is the pattern of what they're focused on because so often they're focused on the wrong things. Okay. Or the, the things that, um, that maybe aren't the best things to focus on. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about whether you are focused on the wrong things too, and then what the right things are to focus on if you want to feel better and enjoy work again and be the OBGYN that you always pictured yourself as. And so what I, what I really think the wrong things to focus on are essentially a group of things or or any of the things out there that don't help you move forward. Um, These are things that keep you stuck and they don't help you grow. They don't help you feel better. They don't help you move forward into, into that version of you that you picture. Right. And these are types of things that, you know, they, they keep you stuck and they aren't helping you generate feelings of, you know, that, that we so often are looking for, like feeling fun, loving or at peace or calm or light. Okay. So the quote unquote wrong things that so many focus on, keep them stuck feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and anxious and stressed and awful. Okay. And so another way to think of this would be we, you know, if we're focused on the wrong things, we are, um, you know, putting all of our energy (laughs) into things that are keeping us in survival mode, essentially, or at minimum, they aren't helping us move away from survival mode. So this can look like focusing on what seems really important in the moment, but doesn't actually move you forward towards your goal, which is feeling better or getting out of burnout or being, um, you know, more present at home or not overworking, you know, whatever that goal is for yourself. And if you don't have a goal, I, I encourage you 
to set a goal for yourself and always have some sort of goal that you're working towards on a personal level. And because goals help us keep moving forward and help us focus on the right things. And so that's why I love goals. I love having goals for myself. I love you know, having goals for my clients or helping them find their own goals, right? And so I think that it's a great way to help you um, keep focused on the right things, okay? And so kind of an example of this, of like what I'm talking about whenever we are focused on something in the moment that doesn't help us move forward, and I see this play out time and time again, whenever we are burnt out is we tend to like, have our focus on what I call like the big something. (laughs) Okay. And usually it's at work. Okay. And it's like this event. Okay. Maybe it's an incident that occurred and it could be anything. And it could be something that maybe if I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't seem like that's that big of a deal. Um, But in our minds, whenever we are focused on the big something, (laughs) it is hard to move forward. Okay. And so maybe this is like something happened and you and your colleague raised voices at each other or argued in the doctor's lounge or um, had like a disagreement that maybe wasn't your proudest moment. Okay. Or their proudest moment probably either. Okay. Um, Maybe it's something different. Maybe a nurse wrote an incident report about a case of yours and you basically take that as a personal attack on your character. Okay. Maybe there's an email sent out to all the physicians from administration about what the system is doing to address staffing problems at the hospital. And that's the big something that your brain wants to focus on. Okay. So it's, it's like when something happens, usually at work, it can be at home too, though. When something happens and your brain interprets that something as this is a problem, this is the big something. Okay. And then maybe you feel a certain way. So maybe you felt disrespected. Maybe you felt talked down to. Maybe you felt attacked. Maybe you felt undervalued by that admin email. Okay. So you then, you feel a certain way that is usually some form of hurt or threatened or um, attacked, victimized, taken advantage of, undervalued, some way like that. Okay. When we focus on the big something that happened, we are usually reacting from a place of burnout. So often it's from that place of self-preservation or self-defense, aka survival mode, right? But when we we then realize, you know, I need I need to address this problem. I need to do something. This isn't right right? We have these thoughts about the big something usually. What often happens then is that we start to question our entire job, okay? Um, We turn our focus onto all of the negative things about our job. So by the time that someone comes to me, you know, uh, to ask my advice about the big something, often... They're like, I've got to do something, but I don't know what to do. And this job is so toxic. And then they give me all the dirty details, right? And then they ask for advice on how to get out of burnout in their situation. And, and that's, that is so common for us. Okay. So I'm not downplaying that. Okay. That is, 
that is a standard issue. Okay. Like I'm not saying that is, that is what connects us all in this type of situation. So, um, if that feels like you, I don't want you to beat yourself up about this. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But I'm want you to start thinking about it as, as we talk about it today, um, from the perspective of what, um, what am I focused on? Okay. And so, cause what I know is this is like, whenever we focus on the big something, what we are not focusing on is feeling better right? We are not focusing on moving forward in a kind and loving way to ourselves. We aren't focusing on taking care of ourselves and meeting our own needs. We aren't addressing the beliefs that got us burnt out in the first place. So it often becomes that that people come to me when the straw breaks the camel's back and they are basically on their way out of their job, which is totally fine, y'all. Okay. I'm not here to say you shouldn't leave your job. By all means, do what is best for you. Just know, like if we are talking about burnout and getting out of burnout, that is kind of our scope of practice here, okay? Just know that getting out of your job may not fix the burnout, right? We've talked about that. And a lot of times we are focusing on all of the problems of the current situation, okay? And we don't sometimes pause to consider that maybe this job also has some good things to it whenever that big something happens. Okay. And whenever I say the big something, remember like in the grand scheme of things, an email that is sent out that makes you feel undervalued in the grand scheme of your life, I want you to put that in perspective. Okay. Because so often we get so wrapped up in how terrible we feel about that because we're interpreting that email as like, they don't care about me or they don't value me as a physician. And that's, that's how our brain's negativity bias works. It's very strong. Okay. And especially if we are uneasy about something and whenever it feels uneasy or it feels stressful or your, your, you know, brain, um, is saying like, oh yeah, they don't value me. That's, you know, the meaning it's assigning to this email. Okay. Then your brain's just going to keep pointing out all of the problems and all the other negative things. It's not going to bring up any of the good things that are happening. Right. And so when we focus on all the problems, guess what? We aren't even noticing the good things. We are not able to, okay, because we're in that mode. And when we are focusing on all of the problems then that takes a lot of mental energy it takes a lot of mental energy and that's where a lot of emotional exhaustion comes from right and whenever we're focused on the big something and then all the negative things that are probably true because that big something is bad and then we start noticing all these other negative things that are probably true about our job and and like, gosh, I knew this wasn't going to work out, you know, or I'm not included, um, in, in my group anymore because me and my partner had words together, you know, so now I'm an outcast or, um, you know, whenever the nurse writes up an incident, like, well, shit, now she's going to tell all the nurses that I suck and everybody's going to know. I don't even know who reads that incident report. You know, our brain just goes and goes and goes. And I can just spit out all this stuff to you because I know intimately exactly how our brains do because my brain does it too. Okay. Our brain has this negativity bias and guess what? It is a constant chatter of that sometimes for us. But whenever we're focused on that big something, 
as like, this is a problem. This isn't right. I need to do something that can just snowball. Like, can you see how that can snowball? Like one thing happens whenever you're post-call, like say you, you are exhausted post-call and you get an email and your brain is like, see, look, they don't value me. They don't, they don't care about me at all. And, and like, why am I even here? If your brain interprets that email post-call, like shit, it's, it's not a good situation, right? Especially if you like then start making decisions from that place. Okay. And guess what? We're, we tend to be post-call frequently. Okay. So whenever we're tired, we're more likely to go into survival mode because we haven't met our human needs of rest. Right. And so I just want you to be aware of like how quickly that can, that can snowball if you're not watching where your focus is really. Okay. So, um, so just be aware. Awareness is always the first step, right? So the other common thing I hear from people, um, especially people that are asking my advice is, well, I don't know whether to go GYN only or not. I think I want to make a big change like that, but I don't know. I'm worried about the financial aspect or what if I miss it? What if I regret it? And then same same type of argument if people are going back and forth on becoming like an OB hospitalist and giving up clinic or guide majors or, you know, whatever part that they're going to um, stop doing to do that. And my answer is always, well, I can never know the answer to that for you. Um, and the answer won't necessarily bring less burnout or feeling better. So that's what you should know. But sometimes we think that knowing that answer, we get really hung up on the decision and we think that knowing the answer will help us feel better in some way. Like if I could just answer this one question for my brain, then I could be happy. Like if I could just know I wouldn't regret it, or I, I know that the finances would work out. If I could just figure out that one thing, I could be happy then. Um, and so then we, we kind of tend to obsess about the what ifs or the other side. Like if we do make that decision, um, you know, what are all the all the things that are probably going to go wrong. <laughs> That's kind of the thing we, we focus on there. Right. And, and we'll ask friends and we'll obsess about it and we'll, you know, uh, spend a lot of mental energy focusing on trying to answer this question. And we'll kind of think in circles about it. We'll crowdsource on Facebook about it and Facebook groups, you know, we'll, we'll, um, talk to friends that have done it, you know, or call old residency classmates that have done it and, and try and answer our personal preference or our personal question uh, from someone else. Okay. And so my answer is always like, I don't know what the right answer for you is. You know, only you can know that. Right. And it's going to be different for everybody. Right. And, you know, maybe there's no right answer or wrong answer. I want you to consider that. But whenever we focus on a decision and we let that kind of one decision rule our life, or be like this, like a determinating factor for our happiness. Meaning like we let that decision mean a lot. We let that decision have a lot of weight and a lot of our focus. Okay. And so what tends to happen though, is that if we are so focused on a decision like this, that we basically make it mean like, okay, well, if I, if I make the right decision, 
in this, in this decision, if I choose correctly, then I will be happy, right? But if I choose wrong, then I won't be happy. It's kind of the, the dichotomous thinking that we then have. And so that's when we're focusing on the wrong thing. Okay. So if you're having this conversation with yourself, or if you're having this, this internal dilemma of, do I change my practice in some certain way like this, or another big decision in your life that you just can't get past, you can't answer. I want you to think about that. Like, what am I, what am I like making this decision mean? Am I making this decision mean like one answer is the right answer and that's the only right answer for my happiness? Okay. So I want you to be really careful about, about really spending a lot of time focusing on a decision. Um, of course I want you to do your due diligence, but if you're like spending weeks, like stressing over a decision, okay. But like, what if there's not a right answer or what if both answers could be situations where you are happy? Okay. Because I know that that's correct for you as well. Okay. And the reason I know that that's correct for you is because you're a freaking badass and you can figure it out and you can thrive despite whatever this crazy job throws at you. Okay. You can thrive and be a badass and be amazing without anybody else's permission. Okay. (laughs) You don't have to have anybody else's blessing to be amazing. Okay. You don't have to have them agreeing with you. You don't have to have them supporting you or valuing you to be just a fucking rock star y'all. Okay. And I know that for each and every one of you, I know that to be true. So that's why I, I don't get too hung up. People are like, yeah, but I just don't know what to pick. And I'm like, well, either one is correct for you. Like that's why I have, and and I have no idea what's right for you because it's your life and you get to decide. And guess what? You can always change your mind. Okay. Uh, Making a decision does not mean, um, you know, that you have to like live that life for the rest of your life. Right. You can always change your mind. You're entitled to that. But once you make a decision, if you make a decision, I want you to Uh, you know, run with that. Don't beat yourself up or question, is this the right decision after you've made it? Okay. You make a decision and you stick with it and say, yep, this is what I'm choosing. I always am entitled to change my mind later, but this is what I'm going with and I'm not going to question it again. Okay. And, you know, with this discussion, of course, like everybody's preferences are different, right? Like preferences of what we enjoy doing, what we don't, but sometimes we, we think that, you know, if we stop doing, you know, one or the other, then that's when we will find our happy. And don't get me wrong. Like, I want you to do what makes you happy. If you're like, I freaking hate pessaries. Okay, then don't do pessaries. Okay. I personally enjoy pessaries, but, um, and maybe that opinion has changed recently. I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this preferences, you know, in the past, like, I, I don't know, you know, whenever I was a resident, I hated them. Right. But, and early on I hated them, but I've learned to love them now. Right. And so you, you can grow, you can change your mind. You can, you can grow as a person and how you practice, or you can focus on things you like and really grow that. Like maybe you love PCOS and PCOS is going to be like your, like, niche thing. Okay. And you're, you're going to like kick ass every time a PCOS gal comes in. Okay. And you're going to rock it. And then, you know, so that I'm saying that because that's, that's one of my favorite things, PCOS. And 
guys, guess what? Like you can choose something that you love and focus on that. And it doesn't have to be that you do less of the other stuff, but that will like show up throughout your practice then. And guess what? Then people will start sending people to you for that. Um, I've got a, I have an endocrinologist that sends me all the PCOS that she gets referred, which I think is awesome. Like who, who does that? Like, that's amazing. And just because that's like, a, and I've never told anybody probably, I mean, maybe some of my nerdy OBGYN friends, like maybe I've told them, but like, I love PCOS. And so I don't know, like where people like come out of the woodwork to see me for that. And I don't really know why, but that's like a thing, I guess now. So you can like totally make your practice what you want it to just by being passionate about something, just by pursuing more of something within your practice that you want. And then guess what? More of that will come to you. I don't know if that's like a karma thing or a universe thing or what, but I don't know. It works out. (laughs) Okay. So find your passion, whatever that is for you. If that's being an OB hospitalist, sure. Get it. Like go for it. Amazing. I I know you're going to rock it. So what I, I, you know, want you to think about is that like, you know, getting rid of something isn't necessarily always the answer so much as embracing what, you know, focusing on what you want to embrace. Okay. That's the other thing here is that you're, if you're focused on, well, I get so stressed out with doing guide majors now. Um, and I just, I, I'm so stressed at being so anxious. That's fine. Like if it's, if you are like managing your mind and you decide that that's a loving thing for you, then by all means do that. But at the same time, like, can you like manage your mind and, and also like embrace the things that you prefer to do more so that you have more fulfillment. So you're not like as focused on, I got to get rid of this one part of my practice. Okay. So anyway, I digress, but you know, I think that there are, you know, a lot of ways to practice within our field. And I, instead of focusing on like, what's the correct answer here, right? I want you to focus instead on like, why do I think that this other option might be better for me? Okay. Why might I think the grass is greener? Okay. Yes, we all have preferences. Yes, we all have things we love, but I want you to make sure that you're making that decision from a place that is like a loving place, a compassionate place, a good place versus like a fearful, like, I don't want to fail place or something like that. Okay. And so, you know, and if we make a decision to change to one of these models, sometimes we no longer face some of the beliefs that cause us to struggle so much. Okay. It'd be, you know, what I mean by that is this, okay. If you become an OB hospitalist, it is now socially acceptable to hand patients off or to not overwork as much, right? Like, so, so you, whenever you're working shifts, the internal struggle of having the belief, like if I'm, I'm a shitty person, if I don't deliver my own patients or my, this lady will be so mad at me if I don't stay, you know, that doesn't tend to come up as much because the, the system has different expectations for you and the patients are aware of that. Everybody's on board with that, right? So the opportunity to overwork and resent doing it may occur less often. Okay. Cause whenever we have beliefs, like I'm a shitty person, if I don't deliver all my own patients, guess what? We're going to come in all the time and we're going to overwork. Okay. If we're, if we're just being a generalist, most likely. Okay. Um, and so 
some of these, you know, job models help us in ways that, you know, to reduce our burnout because we don't have to like be faced with that struggle whenever one of our beliefs comes up that leads to burnout. Okay. Which I think is great. Okay. I think that's fine. That's great. But there are still going to be plenty of opportunities for our kind of burnout beliefs (laughs) uh, to come up if you change your entire job model. Okay. So if you have a lot of beliefs on what it takes to be a good doctor, those are still going to come up and they're going to lead you to take certain actions and they may lead you to take certain actions that increase your burnout. Okay. And so I want you to, to think about like if you are considering making a change in how you practice, instead of focusing on like, okay, yeah, well, shift work is going to solve all my problems um, because I'm going to not work as much. I'm not going to overwork. Um, and instead of like focusing on how like the grass might be greener on the other side of the fence, you know, if you go to shift work, I want you to first focus on what burnout beliefs you currently have. Okay. Focus on the beliefs about how you should be practicing as a doctor. Okay. What were the things you were taught about being a good doctor? What does a good doctor do? Um, what are all the things that you should do if patients are going to view you as a good doctor? Okay. What are all those things? Um, so, you know, I want you to, to maybe even make a list of those. Like, what are the things that I frequently run into that keep me staying late? What are the things that make me people please, you know, to try and keep someone happy so that, um, that I don't feel uncomfortable and they don't feel uncomfortable and I, but then I resent it later. Right. And so think about some of those beliefs. Okay. Um, and that might be that I follow a patient all the way through. Um, I don't dump on other people. Um, I, I take care of my patients. Um, even if I'm, you know, uh, even if I have the day off, right? Like that's, that's what a good doctor does. You know, I put the patient first always. Those are types of beliefs that are still going to come up even if you switch the type of job you have. Okay. So you're still going to have different things that come up even if the entire model shifts. Okay. And you may still have some of those burnout beliefs. Okay. Um, because these these types of beliefs that, that we have that are ingrained in us, that we were taught from the beginning, they, you know, these are the beliefs that you, you can carry with you. And the other thing is though, is that like, if you were to write all these out, you can look at this list of beliefs. So if you, and just like decide that they're all complete shit. Okay. So (laughs) you don't have to keep any of these things. So maybe make a list of, you know, what are some of the beliefs you have about what it takes to be a good doctor or what a good doctor does, and then just decide that they're shit and you want to throw them away. That's totally fine too. (laughs) You don't have to believe them. Sometimes it takes a lot of practice um, to, to start shifting some of those. And that's what we work on a lot in the happy gynecologist group is like shifting some of these kind of well-worn neural pathways in our brain, um, about, you know, how we take care of ourselves versus how we take care of patients, um, and who comes first and, and, you know, well, I'm expected to stay late. No, no, we don't, 
not really. There's a call system for a reason, right? Like, so, so we have to, we have to like rewire that part sometimes. Okay. And it takes some practice. Sometimes it takes some guidance with coaching. Okay. Or sometimes it takes some journaling, you know, you can do this on your own. Totally. You just, you need to address it and practice the new beliefs you want to have frequently. Okay. Um, and so the, the problem is, and as I keep referring to, like we all have these beliefs, we were all taught about putting ourselves last. And so often those are the reasons that we are burnt out, not because of what a patient thinks, right? We're not burnt out because of a patient's thoughts. Um, but because we live in a way that, lives out those beliefs that we were taught, right? So whenever we believe that we should always put patients first, we're going to do that even when we aren't on call or even whenever we don't feel well, maybe we're sick, maybe we have the day off, maybe we took a half day off and we had plans to do some some fun things, get a pedicure and maybe um, go shop for some new shoes and they call you from L&D. If you have that belief, then you may still, you may still go do you know, work. Right. Um, and we were also taught a lot of things about like being very good at ignoring our own bodies, our own needs, which leads us to working to the point of exhaustion or to the point of illness before we even start to realize that we need to make a change. Um, a lot of us have beliefs about being perfect and never making a mistake, which maybe that leads you to staying up all night to check on vitals or worrying, even though you're not on call. And, whenever we carry these beliefs with us, we then interact with others from that place. We train the people around us to know like this is how we operate. So then whenever we get burnt out and we, we know we need to make a change, we focus on the things outside of us. We focus on the call shifts and the patients acting a certain way or how the nurse spoke to us or what our boss said to us, but we ignore the fact that our beliefs are driving us to burnout through overworking and perfectionism and minimizing our own needs and trying to keep other people happy, <laughs> right? So what if you could create some some boundaries to like love and protect yourself right now without having to change anything, right? Without having to switch your entire job, like can you find some loving ways to support yourself better now? And what if you set that expectation with your patients or your partners that you matter too? that you deserve rest. I tell my patients all the time. I've told you guys this, I think before, like, like I prep my patients that at their first OB visit, like, Hey, you want the fresh doctor. <laughs> okay. So we have a call system. We take turns taking care of the patients in the hospital. And so there's a chance that it may not be me that delivers you, but trust me, you want the fresh, well-rested doctor. Okay. And they agree and they agree. And I, I say things to my patients all the time, like, like, listen, I want to deliver you too, but it's not fair to me to not rest ever, you know, and they agree a hundred percent every time, but they don't think of that often. Okay. I want you to start realizing though, that you deserve rest because you may not believe that you deserve rest. You may believe that rest is earned. Okay. So I want you to explore that too. What if you just decided that you were a good doctor instead of like basing how well you're doing on your productivity numbers or your RVUs or how much you bonus last year, okay? What if you just decided like, I'm just doing a good job taking care of people? Just decide that. Can you decide that? Is that true? 
Okay. I want you to start questioning that. Like what if being a good doctor didn't mean keeping everyone else around you happy? And what if a good doctor is just a human, which is far from perfect, right? So, you know, sometimes having pre-made boundaries in place that protect us from our own beliefs is super helpful, but you can also work on creating boundaries for yourself at your current job. You can protect you at your current job, okay? And even if, even if you're in a situation where that might not seem true, okay, you can decide for yourself within your job what you need to do to take better care of yourself to meet your own human needs better. Maybe that looks like making the front desk ask for approval for add-ons. Maybe that's telling every one of your new OB patients that you take turn on call like I do, right? Maybe that's, you know, having rules about, you know, how, uh, you know, how you're going to handle calls or pages if you're not on call or after hours, okay? Um, boundaries can look like a lot of things, but they are always from a loving place to take care of our, ourselves, okay? To protect ourselves or to care for, for us, right? And they come from our beliefs about ourselves and what we deserve as a human being. So if we believe that our patients always come before we do, then of course we are not going to have boundaries around that, okay? Because if that's what a good doctor does, well, we all want to be good, right? Then we're going to come in for their delivery, even if we're post-call and exhausted. If we believe RVUs symbolize how well we're doing, then we're going to strive harder and harder and harder to get more and more and more RVUs, even though we're already like maxed out physically or emotionally. So I, I just want you to kind of consider all of that. Whenever we're having the discussion about like, yeah, I'm so burnt out, I feel like dirt, and you're focusing on like, okay, I don't know which decision to make. Do I go OB hospitalist? Do I not? Do I go GYN only or not? You know, I want you instead to start by focusing on the beliefs that aren't serving you, okay? Focus on the beliefs that are leading to your burnout. I'm not saying you shouldn't change how you practice. You know that. I tell my clients all the time. But I, I want you making a decision from a place of feeling safe inside <laughs> instead of from that place of wanting to run for your life because you're stuck in survival mode, okay? And of course, my one caveat always is if you are in a situation where you're not able to meet your basic human needs um, for sleep, food, safety, connection, um, you know, all the, all the things that are required as a basic human need, if you truly are not able to meet those basic human needs, then you need to do whatever it takes to protect your well-being, okay? Because if those things are not consistently being met, and it's not like even though you are trying and you, you know, the job expectation is that you don't meet those, then you need to protect you, okay? So that's my one caveat, okay, um, of like, if you're if you're in that type of situation, then you need to do what you need to do to take care of you, okay? And if that means not working in that place, then yes, okay. But just realize that if our focus is on the decision and the drama of the decision between what you're doing and some other way of practicing, or you know if your if your focus is on that big something that happened last week and now everything seems like shit. <laughs> right? Uh, those types of things, if we focus on that, we are not going to move forward, okay? Um, no matter what we choose or no matter what happens that's good at work, we're not going to move forward. We're not going to get out of burnout. We're not going to feel better, okay? So, um, so shift your focus to what will move you forward, 
Okay, we talked about that. Can you start shifting your beliefs? Okay, um, and in a way that helps you move forward. Can you um, can you step instead focus on processing that stress of that big something? Okay, get that stress out, process it. You know, breathe breathe it in and out. Do some meditation. Do some some. Uh, I tell my, my clients, like, get a, a wiffle ball bat and whack the couch, you know, like one of those, like, giant, big, round, fat, red ones, you know, <laughs> those, those, those plastic bats and whack the couch or get a um, racquetball or a tennis ball racket and, uh, like, whack a pillow with it, you know, not a good one, I guess, but, you know, get some of that energy out, a, a wrapping paper roll and whack a pillow, um, go for a walk, do some journaling, you know, vent to a friend, get some of that stress out, get a good night's sleep and process that stress and then ask yourself, okay, am I, what am I focusing on here? Okay. And so I've thrown a lot at you guys today about focusing, but there's so much that I could talk to you more on. I know, but, um, if you, you know, want help shifting your focus to something that will move you forward, I want you to go to the website and check out the free resource section. We are, I I know I've alluded to that we're going to be changing that area of the website soon. And so if you have not um, used that, there's a, I have a free mini course um, that's three steps to end your burnout. It has like a workbook that you can work through. It has like, um, like a little book, you can work through it, worksheets to fill out. Um, I've got hours and hours of free webinars where I teach you about beliefs and and in all aspects of what we do, okay, almost every single one of those talks talks about beliefs uh, in some way um, as they relate to our job and as they relate to burnout. So um, I want you to go check those things out because we are in the process of kind of rebuilding that area of the website. And so it will be changing. I'm not sure when that's going to go live. So if you haven't, if you haven't, you know, got, uh, gone and taken advantage of all these amazing things on my website, go do it now. Okay. If you have a, some time and you're sitting waiting on a delivery, go listen to one of these if you haven't. Now, a lot of them I have uh, replayed here on the, on the podcast, but um, maybe you're someone that's visual and there's, there's slides on there, y'all. Um, and so you, know, you can see my slides and maybe, you know, you're a note taker and that's how, you know, you're a kinesthetic learner. You like to learn by doing, maybe going and taking some notes will help that sink in in a different way. And I will tell you, I, I sometimes will watch, um, like different, like, uh, like online, uh, video teachings or, uh, courses or, you know, whatever webinars, I'll like rewatch them and I'll get something new every time. <laughs> so, so definitely if you've already watched them, but it's been a while, go rewatch some of them. Okay. Um, go check it out. So you can find all of that on my website, which is coach-miles.com. You can either click the free resource, uh, button or, um, free help from me. Um, or you can go, coach-miles.com forward slash free resources, all one word, free resources. Okay. So go check that out and I will talk to you next week, friend. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.